Hey, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today's episode, we're going to take a break from looking at Corinthians. We'll end out the end out the chapter next episode. But today, we're going to do an episode of Keeping It Real. So Mama has been called, you know, to heaven what is it, four or five months now? He called her in May. What's that? June, July, August, September, October, November. So six months that I've been without my dear mom. And I just wanted to give you an update on how I'm doing. You know, I think the last time we did this, I said that I gave myself a month to mourn. (laughs) And in that month to mourn, I was eating like calories did not exist. Now granted, I didn't gain a whole bunch of weight, but the weight that I had lost during COVID, because I didn't gain the COVID, the COVID-10, I actually lost 10 pounds and I was finally back to my ideal weight of what I wanted. I could, I could wear everything that was in my closet. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not the case anymore (laughs) because I just indulged myself as if I, if I had to do it all over again, I'd do the exact same thing. And then I went on vacation and I kind of ate my way through vacation. So needless to say, I put that poundage back on. But I've been going back to the gym and I've, you know, started to have a better diet. And so the weight is starting to come off, but it'll come off slowly. But I took that month to actively mourn, so to speak. I gave myself the time to do what I wanted to do. And if I did not feel like doing it, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't. And I, I wasn't guilty about it. If I wanted to go out with friends, I went out with friends. I just, I just kind, kind of went with the flow, which for those who really know me is not who I am. I'm a planner. I plan things out. But for the month of June, I just kind of went with the flow. And then in July, I kind of got back in the groove of things. And then September, after coming off the, the vacation for the week, started school again I had to end up in the program at the University of Tampa I've just been on the go and what I've realized is I'm still grieving and I know for some of you may you may be thinking well duh but for me I didn't know that I'd still be grieving there'd be days where I'd get up and I just felt sad and then I could attribute to "Hmm, I guess I'm missing mama but then there were days where I'd get up and I just you know, just really didn't have the motivation to to do anything. But I, I would always push myself because I have the podcast. I want to talk to you guys. I was in school, and so there were things that I had to do. But over time, it started kind of wearing on me, and so I'm having discussions with the Lord of, I think this is too much. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. I'm in school. Seminary's hard. I'm doing the podcast. And oh my goodness. And just wigging out. And then it hit me. Oh, I'm grieving. <laughs> the emotional roller coaster that I'm on is one of the symptoms of grief. And so as God would have it, the church that I attend, I attend an online church, Alfred Street Baptist Church. 
in Alexandria, Virginia, and the pastor is Pastor um, Howard John Wesley. Phenomenal. I was listening um, on Sunday, as I do every Sunday, listening to the announcements, and they announced that they were going to have a grieving a loved one over the holidays virtual session through their grief share ministry. And I remember thinking, hmm, should I take that? I probably should take that because this will be my first holiday season without mama. And I don't know how I'm going to be. Like, I felt okay. But we probably should do this just to make sure, you know, to be proactive. So I signed up for it. And it was funny, I signed up for it before I I had the little breakdown of, this is too much, I can't handle it. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, you're grieving. Yeah, but next week you get to do the grief sharing thing, so that's probably good. And it was about, it was two hours. It started at seven and we were over, we were done at like nine, 10. What I found out is that they have a standing ministry called Grief Share. And it is for people who have lost individuals. There's a separate program for Grief Share when it comes to divorce, but that is still part of grieving because you're grieving a relationship but for the the session that I attended it was specifically for you know you've lost a loved one for the holidays and there was a workbook that got mailed out and they gave all sorts of scenarios as to you know things what to expect in the holidays and how to take it slow they recommended making a list of all of the things that you used to do with your loved one during the holidays and then just deciding what you do want to do what you don't want to do they gave information on how to accept invitations um for events you know to tell your friends i'm going to give you a tentative yes but i'm going to get up that day and if i don't feel like going then I'm not going to come and I don't want you to be upset about it. Or you go to an event and you say, listen, I'm just going to be crying. (laughs) Tears will flow. It's okay. I'll cry for a little bit and then I'll be fine. You know, just all sorts of things to help you through the holiday season. Or if you just don't want to go, then you just don't go. And so I found all of those things helpful because I'll be honest in the middle of October, I had kind of thought to myself, I'm not going to go anyplace for Thanksgiving. Definitely. I'm just going to stay home and I'm just going to honor mama just being by myself. And then I got an invitation and I said, yes, and I'm looking forward to it. I've gotten three invitations actually, but I had already said yes to the first one. And I'm looking forward to going to it because the one thing that I know with my mom was she was a social butterfly and she wouldn't want me sitting at home, you know, crying. And two, I'm, I'm a bit different in the, in, in the regards of mama had Alzheimer's and literally I watched her disappear every year. And so you know, last year she was bedridden. I put up all the decorations. She she wasn't able to see it. And so it was no different when I put up my Thanksgiving decorations and when I will put up my Christmas decorations. Like there's not a difference as far as an active presence. But I will tell you that she was present and that I miss my mom. And when I, when we, um, 
we're, we're doing the the session we had we watched the video you know took notes in our workbook then they broke us out into small groups and that's when we told our story and I started crying it was unexpected as I talked about mama I started crying and then hearing other people's story I cried with them crying is good it's therapeutic and I won't say that I don't know what's going to happen this holiday season, but I do know what's going to happen this holiday season. I'm going to honor my mom. I'm going to honor my mom by being the best Greta LaGale Bennett that I can be because I knew that she was proud of me. And I also know that she's in a better place. But because I was able to like grieve and experience her loss on a gradual level, it wasn't something that was unexpected. Some of you may experience something unexpected during this holiday season. And you know, we as Christians, the very first thing we can do, the very first thing, dare I say, we should do is go to God. Immediately go to God and tell him how you feel. This may be the first Christmas of you being a caregiver and your loved one being in the state that they're in you're experiencing a loss as well because they're not able to perhaps participate in all of the Christmas activities and the Thanksgiving activities that you used to do. Well, involve them as much as you can. Involve the family member as much as you can. Mama could still eat. She had a good appetite until she went home. And so I would make, you know, the dinner or Deborah would make the dinner, but I'd make a little plate for her so that she could have her sweet potatoes and mac and cheese and, you know, turkey that was cut up real small so that she could eat it. So she still got to eat, you know, Thanksgiving dinner with me. So now may be the time that you reassess some of your traditions and, um, make new ones adjust as you can and make new ones to to keep things not festive but just to to be thankful for what you have right now and that's what thanksgiving is for us americans right um yeah i understand the pilgrims came over and there's a lot of controversy with that and how you know we dealt with the native americans that are here in our country i get all that we're christians though to me, I look at this day as a day set aside for me to be thankful as a nation to God for what he's brought me through and how good he's been to me. That's Thanksgiving for me. So, yeah, I'll always celebrate Thanksgiving. As you know, I try to have a, a heart of Thanksgiving every day. But, of course, we get busy, so it's not always there. So I just want you to know that I'm doing okay. And that I'm praying that you continue to do okay. But with everything, go to God first. And then if you find yourself really, really sad all the time, it's okay to seek professional help. I think everybody should have a therapist, to be honest. Everyone. Just someone to talk things through that who... who they don't know you intimately, so they don't have any, you know, preconceived ideas about you, and they can look at things objectively, and they have the clinical background to help guide you into, okay, look at it from this point, look at it from that point. That's healthy. 
I think we need to recognize and do away with the stigmatism of people who go to therapists and counselors and psychiatrists and all that kind of stuff. We all need somebody to talk to. So if, if you need that, don't be ashamed. Do that because that's only you trying to be the best person God has created you to be. Don't buy into the false narrative of God is giving you everything you need. Like as far as, you know, if it's not in his word, then it doesn't get done. There's a lot that's in his word, but his word will also instruct you to go and seek additional help. And that's another way that God uses those around around us to help us be the people that he's called us to be. It does create take a village for us to raise our children that's an old African saying but we're a community we're a community of believers and we're here to help and encourage each other so don't feel like you always have to do everything by yourself that's something that I had to actively refute um, because I'm an only child because I'm single I'm used to doing everything by myself but now God has given me a really good group of girlfriends a good group of girlfriends that I can call on and now I'm learning to call on them hey I'm not doing okay today I'm feeling sad and they come over and they cheer me up so I wish I don't wish that for you but I pray that for you because we're in this together and so that's this episode today I pray that you're Um, holiday season goes well but remember with everything go to God first and then allow him to direct you if there are other avenues that you need to pursue to help you manage the holiday season with your loved one let's pray God we thank you for this day and we thank you for being a very real God who meets our very real needs you told us you know that we would have trials and tribulations on this side of the Jordan. And for those of us who are caregivers, seeing our loved ones being incapacitated, that hurts our heart. But your word says that you're close to the brokenhearted. And so we we watch our loved ones being broken, not the people that we thought they were, having difficulty eating, not being able to bathe themselves, not remembering us. All of that hurts, and and the holiday seasons can make that even more apparent for us. But for the ones who've lost loved ones, it's, it's hard now going into the holidays without them because you did create us for fellowship. But first, you created us for fellowship with you. And so I pray, Father, that the listeners never sever their relationship, their communication with you. Help them to always come to you in prayer, being very candid if they have to, but to keep the communication with you open and then allow you to speak to their hearts. Let them know that you love them. Send people there who can comfort them. And I pray, Father, that they remember that if they're Americans and they're celebrating Thanksgiving, that we celebrate your goodness to us. And then as Christmas comes around, you know, we may get caught up in all the pageantry and the commercialism of buying pretty packages and setting up Christmas trees or whatever else we do. But at the heart of it, we celebrate Christ for you recognizing that we were a flawed people. 
that sin had permeated every inch of our soul and that we needed you to come and save us. And so Christmas is the very first act of the prophecy being fulfilled of you bringing reconciliation to the world. And so we celebrate the birth of our Savior because his birth signals the cross. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.